Welcome, welcome, welcome to On Deck with Tony and Kim, where we talk about the nerdy things that make us who we are. It is a good week, especially for me, my bro. But let's start with you, man. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. Like, um, a few a few um, unfortunate moments in life, you know, uh, my partner, she's currently suffering through COVID. It, you forget sometimes with everything opening back up that not everything's completely normal. There's, there's still a virus, we're still in the middle of a... A pandemic it's weird when people say global pandemic as well because it's kind of redundant a pandemic is already global like i could more it'll make more sense if you said like global epidemic but people always say is that global. like it's like dc comics situation I, yeah it's like kind of like that more like fatal assassins like i feel like to me it's like a f- assassin that's anything but fatal is a bit re- like bit pointless right why would you, you have kind of bad at your job if you're not if, a fake fate right so qualify that as a bit weird so when you say global pandemic there's like oh it's a virus that's in the world globally it's like of course it is it's, it's a pandemic um that's literally the definition of it right right so yeah no she's suffering through that global pandemic if we want to call it that um but she's getting through it um yeah, good to hear, good to hear, slowly but surely i've been testing myself like every day just to see if it, it crops up on me so far, all clean bill of health. I don't know. I got I got myself like tricked thinking, oh man, that must mean I'm like, I'm cured. Have you ever thought to yourself like, because I'm assuming both of us, neither of us have actually tested positive for COVID, right? Uh, No, no. Have you ever thought to yourself that maybe I caught it, but like there's something in me that actually has the cure for COVID. Maybe I'm Yeah, yeah I, I've thought for years, I have the X gene. So um, right? I'm Wolverine my guy <laughs> and you keep thinking that until that day where you get it it's like oh my god somebody killed me this this thing is it hurts so much it hurts so bad why did you <laughs> why did i have such hubris <laughs> uh but yeah uh, no i think that's how people are living like there's a lot of people out there that think that they're completely indestructible and it's not it's a real problem uh don't mess around people protect yourself um i got a bit excited uh, on sunday i was supposed to go to a rave and but obviously that's when i discovered my partner was ill and it just it killed my vibe i didn't want to be anywhere besides from her side and i couldn't even get to see her because you know she was admitted and she wasn't admitted she went into uh, hospital critical care i wasn't allowed to be there but i just waited in in the the waiting area uh with the with the great unwashed as they say um and i just waited I, I just waited and waited and waited eventually you know she she urged me to go home and i finally relented um and she was released the same day but um you know she struggled for it she's still currently currently struggling for it but she's getting better uh she probably wouldn't be appreciating me talking her business but she doesn't listen to this so it's fine um but yeah <laughs> take care of your loved ones take care of yourself and other than that i've just been i've been on my gym shit bro i've been working hard i've been losing weight I've been getting right. Um, Don't worry, bro. I'm gonna come see you. I'm gonna come see you. Yeah, man. Bring it, man. I'm just, I'm just slowly tr- getting rid of that pooch, you know. Um, <laughs> the uchi wale wale. <laughs> yeah, man. That little, the little tickle spot. The little, the little, the little pouch of fun, as uh, some girls say. Oh, but, but the ladies like that nowadays. They it's say, the bod, bro. They say that, they, they but like the, the moment bod, they bro. see. The moment they see Tyrone with the washboard, they'd be like, "Oh, Tyrone, though." Ooh, surfboard. No, no, no. Ty- surfboard. Tyrone is a fantasy. That's that's like a that's a, 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 yeah. a short term thing that, that doesn't have responsibility. Well, Tyrone has bad credit. Some Tyrone people, can't get a mortgage. Some people want to live the fantasy. There's enough girls out there that jam with Tyrone's no mortgage having ass, making pick Bro, me up. Go to pitney. any Hindu. Yeah. Any Hindu, you see everyone living up the fantasy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they take that fantasy mm. home, then 30 years later, it's like, oh, why did I choose Tyrone? Why did I choose Tyrone? Oh, Tyrone did me dog- uh, wrong, and like now I'm making songs about him, and that's how I finally made my money. 
um but i digress uh that's been my week you know just keeping keeping right keeping fit eating healthier except for today i went a bit uh gourmet uh and gym was very difficult i was doing back today but it's all it's all good man like it's all progress you know you stumble there's obstacles it's um the biggest thing i saw this in a in a meme man um the 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 biggest thing that leads you to failure is giving up um obstacles will never will never actually lead you to failure you have to overcome them so i thought i thought that was about obviously i'm paraphrasing terribly because it was actually just the image um but i thought that was powerful man you got you got to do it even if you go to the gym you're feeling tired and your workout is not great the alternative is you sitting at home just eating a packet of crisps that's far worse so yeah that that's me man how about you man how's your week been how's your how you living bro yeah, that, that that's yeah, I'm 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 good, man. Um, and and that was some very powerful words towards the end of what you were saying, man. Yeah. Um, throughout that, I was just thinking, uh, one key word, and that's just resilience, man. Mm-hmm. Like you can fail a million times, but as long as you keep pushing forward, uh, and you're not, and you're actually making active changes to um move forward, then yeah, man. Like mm-hmm. that, that's all that that's all that matters. Don't don't let things get you down. Yeah. Um, now the reason why I say active changes is because yeah, if you keep doing the same thing and nothing's changing. Then, well, I don't know if this is the um, the pop cultural definition of insanity uh, and not the actual clinical definition, but people always said that, oh, that's what that's how you describe insanity. You keep doing the that's, same thing. You know what? That's one of the change. biggest misnomers, like, a lie. ever. It's like, yeah. bear in mind, that's only Albert Einstein's definition of insanity. He's the one that came up with that quote. Clinically speaking, insanity's got nothing to do with like no. the, the the doing this the definition of it. And you know the crazy thing is people are only quoting that, not even because of Albert Einstein, but because of a bloody video game, Far Cry Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without Far I mean. Cry Three, nobody nobody knew the definition of insanity outside of a clinical setting. Like it's 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 weird how that happened. But um I think it's because it was quite catchy and it's quite nice to say and it didn't get to because you, you sometimes read the definitions of certain things that people you think you know what the definition is about and yeah. then it gets wild it's like oh and then you start saying words that you have no business knowing and yeah. then um this is a nice way of summarizing something um wasn't not albert einstein that also said if you can't explain something in layman's term then you don't truly understand it yeah um and i think that's what he was trying to do uh not try and make it the box standard definition or the actual definition just a way that people can actually grasp it but yes. i digress um yeah man let's keep it resilient this week um well tony funny enough i don't remember the last week too tough because ever since i finished on thursday it's yeah. summer break <laughs> it's summer break yeah. oh we've got not six weeks but actually five weeks five and a half weeks off from school i am happy i've been sleeping well yeah i'm like you i've started gym again me and my mm. girl we've been getting two days strong now monday and tuesday and we're going to continue this in the mornings man yes yeah, it's been good it's been good um so yeah man like literally i keep losing track of days and it's really been like two days into it man i was like wait i swear it's today's thursday oh no it's just tuesday <laughs> life is good um yeah went out to see some friends went out to see my girl's friends um and yeah man just just been doing good man just, right um what, what, one thing that um tony i think you might know this about me or maybe you don't but mm-hmm. um I, I i finally after many a years or um over a couple of decades have figured yeah. out what actually makes me anxious right and my anxiety is derived from um lack of focus yes and when i say lack of focus i mean like all right cool i've got a million things in my head yes and i have to do it i have to do a million things as well right so the minute 
the swelling, the minute I start remembering things, oh, we have to do this. Oh, sugar, I have to do that. I have to do that. I, do that. I, I, I start to freak out a little bit. Right. And that's what happened at GCSEs. That's what happened at A-levels. That's what happened at university. Yeah. To varying success. And because I figured this out when I actually had a career, I'm actually killing it. Mm. <laughs> well, I think I'm killing it. Um, and so I had that bit of a panic attack. Um, well, not an actual panic attack, but I was a bit like bricking myself the last couple of days because mm. I'm like, man, I've got five weeks, but I've got so many things to do. Right. Where the hell do I start? And my process is just write things down, man. Yeah. I write things down and organize it, put give it dates, like just genuinely be a grown up and organize your life. Yeah. And I've done that and I feel so much better. Like, you know, the podcast is on there, you know, different things are on there. And it, it's gave me such a cooler mind so is, I can actually get as much stuff done as possible. So yeah, it, man, I'm, is, I'm happy about that. Is there anything else that gives you anxiety? I would love to talk about the, uh, there's two clear things for me that gives Ooh. me anxiety, but is there anything else in your life currently, like outside of, you know, you controlling it by making, you know, lists and, and agendas and all of that. But is there anything well, the else? Big, the other thing is I, I hate walking into a room. Right. And not knowing what the hell is going on. Okay. When it, whether it's, especially meetings. Um, yeah. We do, obviously, we do a lot of meetings at school, but there's always like an email, for example. Yeah. That is sent forward. So everyone yeah. knows what the agenda of the meeting is, right? Oh, see, I was taking that a completely different way. I thought like you say, you walk into a room, it's like, oh my God, where's all of this sex in this room? What's going on? I feel uncomfortable right now with all of this sex in this room. I do not understand oh, no, 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 no. what is Tony. going on in this room. Tony. Oh man. <laughs> I bring the sex to the room. You oh, you that. bring the sex into the room. Could you imagine? Um, could no, you no. imagine that? Like you're just like you're just like chilling one day, and like you're 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 in your school, right? And there's like a room that you've never been to. You got your 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 staff room. You got your classrooms. But you discover, wait, there's a there's a room that I have. There's a door in this school that I have never seen opened, but it's clearly not locked. I want to investigate, and you open it, and it's just orgy. It's just wet orgy all over the place. <laughs> and you're just like, what the hell is going on? Safeguarding. <laughs> and it, but you, you nah, look that's... and it's like, it's never, it's no student you've ever met, no staff member you've ever met, just random people just having the sex everywhere. Do you, do you know what DBR is? Do you, do you know what D, uh, sorry, DBS is. What is a DBS? A DBS, uh, it's basically checking if you can actually be a teacher. Right. You might as well just rip that DBS. <laughs> it's like, all right, cool. You can't be a teacher no more. <laughs> you're finished. But, so by you walking into that room, You've literally lost your job, mate. Like I, I wouldn't even take the risk. I'll yeah. just, I'll just walk out and say I didn't say anything. I mean, the, yeah, I the, think that's the alternative is is like walking into that room and there's just a bunch of nuns in there. No reason. They're just in Whoa. there. <laughs> Whoa. Just, they're just standing there, not even praying. They're just looking at the wall. That'll be. That's one of those situations that I walk back quickly in the opposite direction because that's the beginning of a horror movie. No, that's the beginning, middle, say, and end of a horror movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just the a rule, like wall to wall nuns. Post on Instagram recently. Yeah, um, it was like um, there was always two panels. Mm -hmm. It took every turning point of a film. Yeah, and then the people at that turning point just made the best decision. Yeah, yeah. And then it was roll credits the next the next slide because they realized that a lot of films, if people just made the right decision or if people just uh, did what they're supposed to do, that film would last like 10 minutes, right? That's what brings me to, um, you know, Jordan, P uh, is it Jordan Peele's new movie that he's got uh, coming out called Nope? I still haven't seen the trailer, so don't talk to me about the trailer. Um, but um, you know Jordan Peele from Key and Peele, right? 
Of course, of course. So he's got he did he's he's famous for doing Get Out and Us. He's got a new movie called Nope. I, I love him for the fact that he keeps brevity in the names of his movies. There's no there's no multiple colons and dashes. This is not you know the great adventures of dibbly do colon great revenge is just nope and i could imagine it's literally the world's shortest movie whereby a group of black people move into a haunted house hear some shit like Ooh, get out before we kill you all of them saying simultaneously nope walking out roll credits that should be nope that should be the movie Wait. nope I, I'll, I'll even add to that what if they're doing everything right and they still end up with some bullshit. Like, oh, like, oh, here's a bad situation. Nope, mm-hmm. let's go backwards and yeah. then walk into something else. Like, nope, let's keep trying to get out of this. Yeah. And that's what makes the entire film. That would be amazing because it's actually people making logical decisions, See, which I, people tend to do even in fearful situations, I, stressful situations. I, th- I, I, I would disagree with that. I think most people make dumb decisions in, in sober moments. Uh, I think they make. Oh, even, no, they no, even no, make, not like what we've seen in films, bro. No, I think no. Trust me, legit. Ken, we grew up in Southeast London, right? There's some dumb shit that's happened when pe- everybody was sober. Bear in mind, a few years ago, working in William Hill. Do you remember the uh, London riots? People rioting yeah. for no goddamn reason. So, like, we, we humanity has proven time and time again, you don't need a little bit of alcohol to be some dumb shit. To do something. It's mob mentality. Mob mentality. So you get enough group of people in that's just like even relatively intelligent, they'll still they'll do some dumb shit in the best of moments. You give them a little bit of stress and a little bit of pressure, they'll do even dumber shit then. Because I, I think it's the flight of fight when it comes to fight and flight, there's no time for processing. It's reaction. And not everybody has trained in reaction, right? That's why you actually see uh, certain people that are more adept to be in the armed forces, whether it be police or the military, because they hopefully try to train you for stress. They put you in stressful situations through the training and you have to be able to work through that. But case in point, we see it constantly in America that some of these people have not been trained well enough or completely inept when it comes to dealing with stress, pressure, and the flight and flight, a fight or flight response, right? Now, take us, the lay people, that we are not, you know, me and you, I don't think we've really been truly tested, right? You know, we got little minor things in life. But when, let's say right. something like, I don't know, the apocalypse. I guarantee you, Ken, I am going to be doing some dumb shit, Ken. As enlightened as I am, I'm going to be doing some of the dumbest shit because my brain is going to be like fight or flight and the extra one, fuck it. Those are going to be the the three Fs of Tony. Fight, flight, fuck it. (laughs) And that's how I'm going to be living my life for those last few moments of the apocalypse. But... um. We've just literally gone on a tangent. Let's get back to yeah, the point. Yeah, how we get here? I, I wanted you to tell me about other moments that, of anxiety, like what, what yeah. induces your anxiety. I mean, it's really just those two. So the first one, like we were saying, is just uh, um, just like when, when too many things to do, just mm-hmm. trying to organise myself. And the yeah. other one is when I walk into a room and I do not know what the hell's going on. And yeah. then people ask me questions. I'm like... I'm, I'm, Bloody no, <laughs> I yeah. just got it. Um, so what I tend to do now to overcome that is anytime there's a, because we always know when a, a meeting's coming up mm-hmm. or even if we do, we don't know, we're always told like, oh, something's happening. Yeah. I do my best to prepare. Like at least have at least five bullet points or three questions that I could ask. Mm-hmm. That way um, I'm not completely out of the loop. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- those are really me. Uh, the, all the ones that I can think of right now. Yeah. Um, 
How about you, bro? Oh, and legacy. 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 Uh, I'm, I'm thinking about my legacy consistently. Yeah. Constantly. Like, what am I doing? Why are you sleeping? Mm-hmm. Why are you not awake? What are you doing? Like, how, how much work are you putting in to yeah. make sure your future is sound? Your, your, your kids that you don't have yet, how they sound? Your yeah. wife that you ain't got yet, how, how is she going to be okay? Mm. You know, your family, your dad's getting old, your mom's getting old. Mm. Your, your family, are they together? Are they mm. not together? Mm. Like, how are you going to promote your last name, your family mm. name, your dad's name? Yeah. What are you doing? Sometimes I wake up and like, I kind of can't sleep because I think about this. You know, um, there's a, not good. There's, there's an interesting time, what, there's an interesting name about that form of uh, anxiety. Do you know what it's called? No, it's called life, and life is a bitch. Um, suffice to say that <laughs> no, no, how, um, no matter how on top you are of your life, life is gonna turn around and say, yeah, nah, bro, nah, 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 nah. But that's the thing. I'm, I'm not talking about like the the things that come out of nowhere or the the, mm-hmm. the turning points in life. I'm talking about just in general. All right, cool. I'm alive. I've got ten toes, ten fingers. Yeah. My eyes work. My ears work. I can articulate myself properly. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no stopping me. There's no reason why anyone in my family should struggle if yeah. I have reached a point where I've seen people not as smart as me, I've seen yeah. people not as skilled as me yeah. make incredible like leaps and bounds. There's no reason why I can't do the same thing. I mean, life... therefore watch my parents or my family suffer. I mean, so, life will always come in and just turn around and say, oh, you got 10 toes? I'm going to chop them off from a, a freak accident. Oh, you got a voice it, to I, speak? I get that. Throat cancer, bitch. Oh, you want to stand yeah, yeah, yeah. up? No. L- uh, uh, once again, uh, ALS. Have some of that ALS. Like life yeah, yeah. will come in and say, like, I get, I get that. Fuck your I get plans. That. I'd fuck rather them. be in a better situation. Yeah. When those things come, because I, I agree. Like my, my family's lucky enough. We haven't got any um any real injuries or sickness mm-hmm. in, in my family at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not naive to think that that won't come. Yeah. So would I rather be in a stressful situation in my job or a financially crippled place? when all this is going on or I don't have the time to actually take care of people and so on and so forth. I know these things will come. I know my parents will not be here forever. I know some of my friends ain't going to be here in the next 20 years or so. Mm. Right. So let me put things in place. So at least I'm okay. Yeah. So that I, if just in case the opportunity does present itself when things go up, like upside down, mm-hmm. that I can actually help someone out. Yeah. Especially my family. So yeah, I, I agree. Anything could come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Let me be in a better position, so or mentally, spiritually, physically, yeah, so that I can deal with it. Yeah, it may not be my job to deal with it, but at least I'm in a position of power to actually do that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that I strive for. And so it gives me anxiety because I'm like, all right, cool, this is coming. Are, are, are you ready? Type yeah. thing. I, I I get that, and I appreciate that. I think those things that they, they give me concern, they give me pause, they give me worry. They don't give me anxiety. Like I feel like I'm a, I'm a real mover and shaker. I'm a real go getter. I'm a, I'm a man about plan, you know. Um. So when when things do hit the shit, like I've I've been through various things. Like I've I've actually been through um almost evicted twice uh because of like um other of other people in my family's mistakes, faux pas. Uh, but suffice to say, I dipped into whatever savings I had at the time, literally wiped out my life savings at that time uh, to pay off those debts to keep us uh, under this house. Um, and it was very much one of those ones where I couldn't let that evolve into anxiety. But I'm always been a person who's like, OK, what can I do now to attack this thing and put me in a position that's better later? 
but the two things I can say that without a doubt, I can't necessarily control manage in any way that gives me anxiety. The first one is, uh, I think a lot of people have this, uh, is crowds, large crowds. I can't, I can't deal with large crowds. That's why I don't like going shopping in West End. Um, I can't go to festivals. Everybody's about that festival life. I can just about be okay in places like pubs and uh, uh, pubs and clubs. Um, Mm. but generally large groups of, of people, uh, where there's potential for some dumb shit literally makes me like extremely uncomfortable, anxious. Uh, there was a point last year, I, I shit you not, Ken, one of my friends, a guy that I work with in terms of uh, my creative endeavors, he invited yeah. me to a, a party um, at a, a hall next to his, uh, his house, right? Drive up. A hall? A hall. What do you mean a hall? A hall, sorry. Like, that, hall. I, okay. I don't know what happened like, bro, there. <laughs> what kind of mole men's your friend, bro? <laughs> I, I, I do not know what happened there. Like, we, we having parties in holes and uh, the sexy kind of right. holes. Uh, anyway. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> So he invites me, right? And I roll up there and I'm hearing, like, the crazy thing is the people sound louder than the music. The music's already loud. It's encompassing the whole of the street. But the people sound louder. So at that point, I'm thinking there is way too many people up in that piece. I don't know any of them. I do not want to be there with a sw- my head on a swivel because I feel like dumb shit's going to happen. It might not even happen, but I feel like, and it's creeping up on me. So I'm just like there, psyching myself up in the car thinking, I'm going to get out. I'm going to get out. I'm going to go to the party. I'm going to have fun nope get into the car i drive home go to sleep uh the second thing mad 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 that gives me anxiety and this one's very very important i've mentioned this before ken can you remember can you tell me what's the 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 biggest thing that gives me anxiety if you're a true friend you will know this about me because we have spoken hey bro don't 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 do that don't do that Uh, if anyone ever starts with if you're a true friend insert a um that's that's so unfair <laughs> this is this is a test of our friendship now and if you do not get this right ken i'm shutting down the podcast i'm replacing you like my name's joe budden i'm gonna get another regular nigger i'm gonna call him ken anyway even though his name is lamarcus <laughs> he's gonna be ken from now on as a replacement so uh, this Tony, is your level of disrespect you got uh, you got no bounds you got five seconds ken five, five seconds five seconds these nuts four <laughs> three I can't remember because you're, you're putting me under pressure, so I can't one, think. All right, cool. So um, <laughs> one of the things that make me, and it's completely stupid, but it oh, yeah. generally does. Um, mermaids. I can't stand <laughs> any depiction of mermaids. It doesn't matter if what? it's car- cartoony. It doesn't oh, matter man, if it's realistic. was shivering during Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Bro, legit. I think it's like the fourth Pirates of the Caribbean where the girl is like a mermaid. I, I, I stopped watching that movie. I legit, I cannot tell you the second half of the fourth Pirates of the Caribbean. There was one point I was playing Sea of Thieves, Ken. You know the game Sea of Thieves, that little kiddie pirate game, right? Yeah, I go overboard off of the pirate ship and I'm in the water and I see a guy in the far distance in the sea bobbing up and down. I'm thinking, what the hell is that? Why is he not moving? Why is he holding up a torch? I should stay away from that. I get closer, Ken. My curiosity brings me closer and I get closer and I get closer. And what I see there is a a man. It's a man, but he's slightly blue. I go underneath to see what's going on underneath. I see a tail. Ken, I shut down my game. I turn it off. I don't play the game ever again. I never, t- oh, I have man. never touched Sea of Thieves ever again because of that damn murmur. I just don't like the it depiction does... of, of, of fish-bodied people. Um, well, it, do, it does sound like, um, well, because I can imagine you're, you're fine with, is it centaurs? Centaurs are fine because you know this. This is this is where it all comes from. Let me break it down for you. So, um, way back in the day, did you ever watch um, Hercules, the 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 TV series? 
Yeah, yeah. The live action one. So there was a, a scene where you see like a massive Poseidon emerge from the water and he's like made out of really bad CG uh, water, right? And that creeped me out. Bear in mind, it's like depiction of a mythical creature that kind of bothers me, generally speaking, especially when it's like very eerie and the uncanny valley steps into it. Um, yeah. But like I kind of cope with it. What happened to me around the age of, I want to say 10, um, I... I almost drowned. I went on a school trip. I got pulled, uh, pushed off of this little raft by this bitch of a girl called Ferdos. Uh, it's been 25 years later and I still remember you, Ferdos. I hate you. You almost killed me. And I, I, when I find you, I will make your life a living hell. Ferdos, you've been exposed on the internet. For anybody that knows Ferdos, send for her. Anyway, actually, no, I do not advocate any violence whatsoever. It's not that right, deep. Right. Uh, but right. no, this you, girl... Saying that, you sound a mad violent right now. <laughs> uh, bruv, this is something that eventually when I have uh, the courage to go to therapy, I'm going to talk about it. But for now, I'm going to talk about it on the podcast. But I, I, she pushed me off of the raft and this is off of like a long day of swimming, you know, mucking around with friends. And uh, all of my muscles literally uh, cramped. I, I don't know if you've ever had a cramp before, but imagine having that feeling in just one of your legs, like your coughs, you know, I think at some point everybody's had a cramp in a cough, right? Now imagine having a, cr- a cramp in both coughs, then both hamstrings, then both quads, then both biceps and triceps, and you're in the fetal position in the bottom of the water in the deep end of the pool. And the more you try to struggle and bring yourself to the surface, you just stay there on the floor. Luckily, Mr. Plews, G of a man, if you're still alive, Mr. Plews, I've loved you from back then. I'll love you till today because you saved my life. He pulls me out of the water, pushes me over to the side. I spend the next five minutes coughing up water. And ever since then, I've been ter- terrified to open a body of water. Now, introduce mermaids and watching this film where you see this creepy little mermaid. I'm talking about Harry Potter, where they're dragging him deep into the deep black. That's why I call it the deep black. And it brings me back to the moment where for Doss, the... The, the the she might as well be a mermaid pushing me into the deep black ken every time i see a mermaid i think of fados the mermaid pushing me into the deep black and i can't handle oh, it dear. um yeah that's some traumatic stuff right there man you know when people <laughs> talk about their trauma and say like oh i used to get beat by my parents oh my mom left me alone to go work no 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 that's not trauma being drowned and thinking about mermaids is no, trauma. No, 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 Tony. Like, if, if, I'm, if I'm going to say anything, I'm going to say something right now, bro. Like, don't, don't, don't equate trauma. Trauma is not a competition. Hey, bro. I got beat like, by my parents. I can deal with that. Can't deal with mermaids. Tony, That's what I'm Tony, saying. Tony, I can't I cannot deal. equate now, one Im- person's trauma is not the same as someone else's. And now imagine having a dream where your mum's a mermaid dragging you into water and beating you <laughs> under the water. All, All of right, that combined. definitely need therapy, bro. That's that's trauma. <laughs> that is real trauma right there. That's a real struggle. But do you know what oh, isn't boy. trauma? What isn't trauma oh, is the entertainment that we actually watch, Ken. Let's talk about the, some of the good stuff that we actually watched. What do we watch that we actually enjoyed? You go first. You tell me what you actually watched this week. Oh, man, we, we've watched quite a few things. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. That's a uh, long-ass sequel name. To, yeah, man. Uh, a sequel to the Hitman's Bodyguard mm-hmm. with uh, Ryan Reynolds and the ever-loving, mother-loving... Uh, Samuel Jackson. Yeah, and, um, and, and as you do with a lot of sequels, I can, you can, 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 can. Slow up, slow up, slow up, slow up, slow up, slow up. You oh. did, you, 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 you disrespected right about now because you said Ryan Reynolds, you said Samuel Jackson, you know the goat, but you didn't put any motherfucking respect on Selma motherfucking Hayek and Antonio Banderas. <laughs> like, 
Uh, oh, some... we ain't there yet, bro. No, 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 we no. We, 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 we got to be there, Ken. I'm sorry, but Soma Hayek, nah, she's nah, a we, goddess. We, we ain't there yet. She's a beauty. But no, the, the, oh. the, there is... Oh, no, she, she, she was firing. This, oh, my she God. I, I'm like, I'm not I'm, I'm not a misogynist. I appreciate beautiful women. And Soma Hayek, she's a fine wine in summertime. She's She's been aging with grace. Oh, my God. I, I was, yeah, yeah. She if, looked good. If, she looked good. If I ever met her in real life, like, legit, she will have to kind of call security on me not because i would attack her in any way i'm not about that life just because i'll be acting and talking so dumb she'll feel so uncomfortable and worry that <laughs> i need to be sectioned because she is she's a beautiful woman and and absolutely talented as well it's like you when you see her doing different stuff like this you you realize she's extremely talented besides from yeah. her talented breast but i digress she carries herself incredibly well in this yeah um it, like everyone in this film is having so much fun so much fun but but yeah once again let, let's get into the small nitty-gritty yeah. or, or or the things about it and then we'll talk more about um uh non-spoilerish about it and then yeah. um a bit more in depth all right brief so brief, synopsis. What, brief synopsis yeah yeah if anyone doesn't know what uh the hitman's wise bodyguard is about it's literally what it says on the tin mm-hmm. which is amazing um and and that kind of adds to the humor of it. It's the sequel to uh, Hitman's uh, Bodyguard. Um, it's about uh, two people on different sides of well, an, a kind of industry. The industry mm-hmm. is uh, protecting well life and death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the industry is life and death. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have an amazing Hitman and an amazing bodyguard, and they have their own uh, uh, connections mm-hmm. to getting jobs. Mm-hmm. So Samuel Jackson is the Hitman. Um, he's world renowned. He's killed very important people, getting paid big. And then we have Ryan Reynolds, who is the bodyguard, and he's always chasing that triple A bodyguard status um, to uh, to prove that he is an amazing bodyguard. He's mm. to the point where he has his own saying of uh, the best mission is a boring mission, yes. something like that. Yes, right. And what he means by that, if you've prepared enough, you're not going to come across guns and people hiding around the corner or anything crazy. Yes, because everything's been thought of. Everything's been resolved. Of course, then, we know that's absolute think, nonsense because, well, again, life nonsense. life gets in the way. <laughs> life gets in the way because we see that in the first film. Mm-hmm. In the first film, he planned everything, mm-hmm. and by a stroke of luck and 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 by fate, um, his his career got ruined. Yeah, because. Uh, um, his the guy that he was protecting got killed. Yeah, and he couldn't account for that death because of one small gap that he couldn't account for. Yeah, and this film that we're uh, that we're watching is, <laughs> but more or less hundred percent. Well, about the majority of it is things that he just can't account for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so much happens in this film that is a bit crazy. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's about these two people that are arrivals, almost like a Magneto and. Um, professor xavier type rivalry where like they are kind of two sides of the same coin mm-hmm. they uh um because samuel jackson he seems to yes he does assassinate people but it seems like he's assassinating people that almost deserve it and he mentioned that in the first film yeah and ryan reynolds is someone that takes care of people you know high high end you know very important people so yeah. they are always at, uh, at each other's throats yes so already they get into this film after the first film, with a deep-seated hate of each other. Yeah. A bit more respected because by the end of the first film, they were like, all right, cool. I'll message you, but I'll message you. Yeah. Um, And so Ryan Reynolds is still trying to recover from his life yes. of being ruined. Yes. By not, be, ha- not being a licensed... Um, bodyguard. Uh, bodyguard anymore. Mm-hmm. So what he does now is he goes to therapy, tries to take time off just so he's out of it. 
But as you know, the past keeps knocking. Mm -hmm. The past keeps knocking. Samuel Jackson, his wife, came through to come back into his life to just ruin it. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's more or less what happens. We yeah. have the obligatory uh, villain that's trying to use a machine to destroy part of Europe or the world or something. Yeah. And then you have the uh, characters that are similar, the, almost the foils of, mm. of the characters that are similar to them. Yeah. But then, you know, not quite them, but have similar skills just so they have someone to go up against. Yeah. It, and, it, was, uh, it was weird because yeah. it's like in those moments, not to get spoilerific, but you see the yeah. opposites of all of the characters. And one of the criticisms that uh, Marvel movie get, uh, make, uh, sorry, the Marvel MCU movies get where it's like, it's always like their villain is always like the reverse or a copy of the main hero. And they kind of do the same thing here, but they, they kind of poke fun at it without poking fun of it. You, you subconsciously are aware of it, but you don't really necessarily see it as a sore thumb right so like there's a counterpart to ryan reynolds character uh there's a counterpart to samuel jackson's character um the 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 villain himself is kind of like a f kind of like a a reflection of samuel jackson's wife to a certain degree not so much but that kind of unbridled chaos but Let's get into it, Ken. Let's talk about our feelings. Well, just, just for just for you, well, just for you get into. Actually, mm. this might be what I, I wanted to get into about mm. it. But one of the biggest standouts about it, because as you was talking about, like how they pick phone of things. Well, it's funny that you said that. This is genuinely a funny film. It's hilarious. It is absolutely hilarious. You get Samuel Jackson's. Uh, it's kind of like um, because there's a few actors that are able to do this. I know Ice Cube does this. And Samuel Jackson, I put them in the same category of comedy. Yeah. Where they are the angry, um, they are the angry uh, protagonist right. or one of the main characters where they are hilarious because they're just angry all the time mm -hmm. and how they use their anger and sometimes their almost maniacal laughing to add humor into it because the amount of times that you see Ice Cube or Samuel Jackson when they actually find something hilarious mm -hmm. is usually for something messed up in the film or show that they're in. Right. Right. And um, that, that's what I love about it. And Ryan Reynolds, man, I, I don't know, man. Anytime I see this guy on screen, he just has me dying. He, he's, he's too quick-witted, man. He's freestyling. It feels like he was freestyling some of the lines in this, yeah. in, the, in the script. Yeah. Like, to, he was absolutely hilarious. He, he, Even down to the way he was talking to his dad mm -hmm. uh, in this film when he was like, yes, Papa? I, I, <laughs> that had me dying. <laughs> I want to talk about that because I want to, later on, but I feel like that was a missed opportunity. I'll tell you why later. I don't know whether you thought the same thing. But um, all right, cool. Let's let's get into how we feel about the film. I want to go first, right? I go for it. Recently, I've been feeling like everything. Ever since things have opened up, and like you know things like cinema, I was thinking to myself, yes, the big boy movies are gonna come out in cinema. I can't wait. I'm gonna go watch these films, and it's gonna be awesome. And unfortunately, I've been like solely disappointed, and I don't know why. It's like it's almost like in a weird way, I've actually had more fun watching movies at home off of the streaming services. Um, you know, given the fact that everything's been locked down, but like some of these movies that were not even that that big or well publicized. For, for example, that uh, Frank Grillo movie. Who Frank Grillo is also in this film. The um, what's the name of the film? Uh, where he is it boss level. Boss Level was is one of my favorite films of the year, and yeah, really good. And I watched that in the the the, the glory of my home. Um, but one of the biggest movies of the year, um, I watched in cinema. Well, yeah, Black Widow, 
And I'll tell you this, Boss Level is a far better movie than Black Widow. Like, I enjoyed Black Widow. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed Boss Level a lot more. Yes. And it's weird. Like, there's so many moments where I can think of through this pandemic where I've watched things at home and thought to myself, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, Movie might not even be coming to cinema, but I really, really enjoyed that film. Although, like, things are open up again and I've watched them in cinema and I thought, oh, that, that was good. That was, that was fine. Or oh, that sucked. Fast and the Furious sucked ass. Space Jam sucked ass. Uh, you know, uh, Black Widow was was good. I enjoyed it. Um, but it's one of those ones where, um, I didn't know what to expect with the Hitman's uh wife's bodyguard. Uh, because I liked the first one, fine. I thought it was good. I thought it was fun. But I thought it was like kind of like a middling action film. This one, they stepped up the action. Uh, they stepped up the funny. Uh, the characters I gave a crap about because, unlike, you know, more mature movies, if you want to call that, more serious films. Um, you, I guess you can argue Fast and the Furious is more serious. I, I, there was no character in that film. Um, in Black Widow, there's only character in in two of the characters. Um, in uh Yelena Belova and uh, Natasha Romanova, um, or Romanov, whatever you want to call her. Romanov. Uh, it's actually supposed to be Romanova, but uh, Romanov. It was actually Marvel made a mistake when they named her Romanov. They actually changed it later in the. Uh, but I digress. Um. Watching this movie, I thought to myself, Ryan Reynolds has got it. He is, he makes entertaining films, period. Like, because of this film, I can't wait to watch um, that, new, that, that new movie he's got coming out called, uh, uh, oh, I think, is it the, it's not the game guy, the one where he plays a video game character. I know what you're talking about. Um, I'm really looking forward to watch that because he's, his comedic timing is dope. His sense of like physical comedy is dope. The director really hit it out of the park when it came to setting up some of these set pieces. Um, I love Selma Hayek. She was both gorgeous and gorgeously hilarious. Um, she's, she seemed like she had the most fun in this film because she's swearing all kinds. The added benefit of her accent, which I think she played up a bit more as well um and when she like she was swearing in spanish that was hilarious uh she really engaged in the action like i don't know whether they had really clever stunt guys or she really really took it on board but it looked like it was her uh samuel jackson looked like he was having fun and tommy banderas just chewing up scenery granted we don't get to learn much about him but he just he played a decent enough villain where it's like he felt kind of slimy in the way that you like and threatening in the way that you like his plan is completely batshit but it was batshit in a bond villain kind of way it was like oh, i want to see where this goes because it's like i don't agree with him whatsoever i think this plan is dumb but it's like the fact that he's going so full board with this because he wants to so the whole conceit about him is that greece has been done uh, done hard by by the european union right uh they've they've been levied sanctioned he said like well greece was you know, the birth of civilization. We gave the world art. We gave the world, you know, the ability to vote, science, medicine, education. Um, no, Greece will be great again. Do you know what? I just realized this right now. Do you know who he was? He was Donald Trump. If Donald Trump was Greek, intelligent and effectual. Oh, you mean about the wall? Building the wall. I mean, just period, right? Because you think about somebody like Donald Trump, who is completely mm. not good looking ineffectual stupid uh a, a hate monger and so over the top like in your face he's kind of like the antithesis antithesis of donald trump in a way where <laughs> he's donald trump in the alternate reality he is a variant of double trump he is successful it, it, trump 
He's like oh, stupidly right. <laughs> rich. Everything he's done has been successful. He loves his country uh, to a ridiculous degree. Um, he, he's not a politician. He's not a politician. Um, and he has a plan that's literally, for the most of the film, is actually working. It's only because of like unfortunateness that it actually doesn't work out. But for the most part, his, his plot for the destruction of Europe to raise up Greece actually almost works. Um, that's the best way I could describe it. He's the, the variant of, he's the, he's the most successful variant of Donald Trump. Um, wow. <laughs> but yeah, no, overall, I love this movie, Ken. I really, really enjoyed it. I, I feel that um, the, marking of, the marketing of this movie um, let it down because I don't think it is sh- the, the trailer showed a lot. Um, and maybe because they realized that, hey, we're probably going to lose a lot of money off of this given the pandemic. We'll just put it out there, put the odd trailer out here on YouTube and here and there. I've seen tons of billboards and the billboards are so generically boring. It's unfortunate um, because people do need to watch this film. Uh, that's my thoughts on the film. Yeah, I, I want this film to do well. I want this film to do well because it's um, it's one of the films of this year that it's just refreshing. Yeah, um, we've gotten quite a few films, just like the uh, what was the boss one? The boss battle. Boss level. Boss level. Boss level. Right. Your boss level and this film, I almost put them in in a similar category where it's just like all right. I, I I can still predict what's probably going to happen in the film. Yeah, but you don't I, care. I'm enjoying it. Like I, I'm just enjoying. It. I don't care. I, it's something that I haven't seen in a while. It's nothing new. It's just something I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. These type of films. Whereas you know, to the point where with Marvel films, mm-hmm. for example, or DC films, yes, you know, I'm kind of like I, I know I'm going to get. So I'm going to watch it because that's what I watch. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm not expecting anything spectacular. Yeah. So I have my uh, my low standards. You know about my low standards. Mm-hmm. I go into films with low standards yeah. because if it ends up being really good, mm-hmm. it has a much bigger impact on me. Yeah. And with these films, um, I didn't go in expecting anything, and it just banged. Yeah. Like, this film really banged for me. Like it, it was. I was. I'm always worried about sequels as well. Mm-hmm. Um, with this film, um, it being a sequel, I thought it would fall into some of the sequ- sequel tropes and. Uh, uh, not really try and maintain about what made the first film great, but they managed to do it. They did do some things that were uh, that sequels do, but I think it's more so what sequels should do. They did build on the environment. They did build on certain characters. They did provide extra back uh, story or nuances too, which we're going to get onto um, of certain characters. Mm-hmm. But that was fine. They just still stuck to all right. Cool, we have these boxes to tick. Yeah, because that's what worked in the last film. Yeah, let's tick these boxes first. And add all the faff later on mm-hmm. and let's make sure the faff is at least relevant yeah for example they they did quite a few callbacks to the first uh film how, down to ryan reynolds going through the windshield mm-hmm. uh, down to some of the quippy back and forth body cup um conversations between the two main characters um the the his wife being absolutely insane <laughs> uh in this film and yeah like um I, I think i think it was something that i'm just i want more i want more of this yeah I want more of just surprise good films. Yeah. Not surprise amazing and great and 10 out of 10 films. Just surprising, you know. Yeah. Little sixes, sevens out of tens, you know. I, I like little surprises like that. Yeah. Um, And this this was definitely one of them. Yeah. Um, But yeah, uh, let's let's get into some of the things that we... um, Let's get into some of the spoiler stuff that we like. Yeah. So, so some of the spoiler stuff that we like. Spoiler alert. So let's not worry too much about... Uh, yeah, spoiler Let's not worry too much about a play-by-play of all mm-hmm. the... Uh, messed up things but like let's get to what we liked and disliked specifically um 
in this film. You go first, Tony. There's, you know, honestly, there's only one thing because I actually don't really want to spoil this movie too tough for people. Okay. Um, so again, well, keep it light then. Keep it light. There's only one thing I really want to talk about, Ken, and you can take over the reins for the rest of this uh, chat. Um, missed opportunity, right? And I don't know whether you're on the same wavelengths, but you know when there was the reveal of a certain character, right? Um, Ryan Reynolds's yep. father, right? Yeah. Um, I thought that was a missed opportunity, even though it was dope. So, do you want to say who the person was actually, uh, who actually ended up being Ryan Reynolds' character and that whole interaction? <laughs> It was Morgan Freeman, man. <laughs> so it's Morgan Freeman is his dad, it was right? Beautiful. And Ryan Reynolds yeah. being a white guy, and there's this whole exchange between Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson, where Samuel Jackson is trying to say, like, "Wait, what the hell is going on here?" And it's like, "It's like, why didn't you tell me?" It's like, "Oh, why didn't I tell you that my my dad was extremely successful, one of the greatest bodyguards of all time?" Blah blah blah. It's like, no, 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 no. That it's was like, a, that was an amazing scene. Like, and like, they finally netted out that like after every you know several interjections with Ryan Reynolds where he's talking about everything other than the race of his dad where it breaks it down that he is actually his stepdad um do you know do you know why I feel that was a missed opportunity I want to I I want you to guess why well I could tell you why I I I liked it Mm -hmm. but I I do I really want to hear what you say about it being missed opportunity the reason why I liked it is because it's the whole thing in Hollywood or, or the drama in Hollywood about like oh uh, 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 oh, this race, that race, whatever. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't care. And they just they just offered up a comedic way to reveal, yeah, oh, yeah, it can easily be explained away, yeah, kind of like in uh, uh, Fan Forstick, um, with Michael B. Jordan. It's like, all right, cool, it could easily be explained. And it's like, yeah, it was adopted, yeah, right, cool, done. I mean, <laughs> and, and I like that they made it comedic for the lead up, yeah, because it was the whole idea of Samuel Jackson was almost like the audience of like, um. Somebody needs to say something, and then Ryan Reynolds took the opportunity to like, all right, cool. I'm not going to tell you what you want. I'm going to make sure that you uh, we joke about this first, and then you find out. But yeah, I I, I like that. But I feel like you have more to say upon that. I want. I'm, I'm going to give you. This is another friendship test. Again, this is going to be the difference between whether um, I I ever show up to your wedding day or I ever leave you flowers. Uh, on, oh, on, you're assuming I'm going to invite you, bro. I'm, I'm assuming that I invite you, but this is also going to be a test of like the day that you die, because obviously you're going to die before me. I'm going to be living forever. Whether I right, either right. piss on your grave or leave you flowers, Ken. Right, so right. I want you to guess why this may have been, and obviously this is very broad, but just off the top of your head, why you think this might have been, a, like from my perspective, why it might have been a missed opportunity. Just anything random, why you think it might have been a missed opportunity. Why this guy being his dad was a missed uh, opportunity yes. that they or they didn't take it far enough. Yeah, just just a missed um, opportunity. Like, w- if you were to ooh. dip into the mind of Tony, what would I have done? Do you know what? With it, I can think of one thing that was a missed opportunity. What was that? A proper, funny or interesting interaction between Morgan Freeman and uh, and Samuel Jackson. That's one thing. Um. Yeah. Okay. So you're you're not even close, and unfortunately, I will be pissing on your grave and dancing on it when you die. Um, I mean, when you do that, the sniper will take you out. I mean, I'm sorry, but the, my sniper will take out your sniper before they take out me. But my sniper is Samuel Jackson, the greatest hitman, the unkillable. And my sniper is a clone of his younger version via the Will Smith technology. Oh, behave! After <laughs> whipped his ass <laughs> twice. Okay, so. <laughs> This is this is it, right? I wanna. Yeah. I, I will answer this uh, this by asking you a question, Ken. Who is truly the greatest hitman 
on no sorry the greatest bodyguard in the world think about it think about it who is actually in terms of references right you could do in a movie right who is the greatest bodyguard in the world the greatest bodyguard in the world from films bloody hell when you think Sony, that, that's... bodyguard ken and i can't be winking any harder obviously you can't see my wink. no 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 i, I know you're leading on to the whitney Houston bodyguard mm. film right yes yeah yeah. How hilarious about- would it have been if his dad was actually bloody, once again, um, oh man, my brain just blanked on his oh, name. Oh, <laughs> that would have been sick. If it was actually the bodyguard <laughs> from the bodyguard. Duh. Do you know what? That, that was a missed opportunity. All right, cool. I'm that was now. such, so I see the shadowy outline and I'm thinking to myself, yeah. oh, yeah. this has to be Kevin Costner. This has to be Kevin e Costner. Bodyguard. This has to be e Kevin Costner. Oh, Samuel, it's Morgan Freeman. Oh, okay, that's funny, but oh, it would have been so much funnier if it was... I'm surprised they didn't play Whitney Houston in this film. Um, that would have been perfect. I think they might have done that in the first one and maybe they didn't want to tr- tread. But if they got... If, if they literally got Kevin Costner in this that as his dad... That would have been amazing. That would have been so funny because it just would have been so meta. But I'm, I unfortunately yeah. didn't, and that's my only, the only, that's the only thing I want to discuss about it. You take the reins, Ken. You, you go ham. Well, no, there, there was another meta bit uh, in this film. Uh, I, w- I wanted to know if you, uh, if you caught it. Um, it's when they were in like the catacombs, and then there was like a uh, old timey ki- type of we- weapons. Yeah. And then what weapon did Samuel Jackson pick up? I think he had a, um, well, off of the wall or off of the floor, because I think it might have been a, off the wall. Off of the wall. That was so he called it a mace, and he was wrong. That's not a mace. So the first time he picked up a sword, he stabbed the guy through the sword, through the chest. The second time he picked up a mace, even though it was actually a morning star, um, and he used that. Do you know what he said? Do you know what he said? Do you remember what he said? Did he say he's I gotta get me one of these, or am I just copying uh, Men in Black? All right, Tony, 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 pop culture nerd. Yeah, he picked up a quote-unquote mace. Yes. What do you think he said after knowing he's Samuel Jackson? Oh crap. Um, something about P. Diddy and Biggie. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to remember this scene. Ah, zero <laughs> points, bro. Zero points. <laughs> so what is it? Is, right, it, is so... it in reference? Is it in reference? So Mace, is it in reference to uh, Ryan Reynolds using the Mace spray or? Oh no, no, no. So what he said, he picked up the Mace and he's like, Mace will do. Mace will do. What is that in reference there, to? What is that in reference to? Mace Windu. Oh, Mace. Oh, sh- I completely. You, man, I need to. You didn't catch that. I need, I, need to, <laughs> I need to give back my nerd card. That is. Bro, bro, turn oh. that shit in, man. Um, but no, I wound it back. I was like, nah, he didn't just say that. Yeah, he was like, yeah. I must have just. Mace will do. And I was like, what? See, see, see. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, yeah. Mace will do. Mace Windu. Uh, Samuel Jackson played the only Jedi to wield a purple lightsaber. Yeah. His name was Mace Windu yeah. in, the, um, uh, in the first, second, and I think the third uh, Star Wars episodes. Yeah. I mean, do you know, the, you know the crazy thing is, if he said Mace will do, and I guess, depending on who you are, you could probably consider that a stretch, or you consider that as like, okay, they didn't want to be very on the nose w- with that. Um, I think maybe that's why I missed it because the whole time I was bothered about the fact that he called it a mace when it's actually a morning star. 
Um, ah, bro. <laughs> no, there's there's a difference because no, you're right, you're right, you're right. I know there's a very a distinct difference. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Th- other than that, that was a good reference if it was intentional. Like, I would love that. Do you know what it reminded me? What did it remind you of? It reminded me of MIB Men in Black International, right? When uh, Thor threw a hammer. Oh, like, oh, that's the best part of that whole movie. Unfortunately, like that movie sucked. Unfortunately, <laughs> but that was the best part of that movie. But um, yeah, is there anything you want to add in terms of your, you know, and your appreciation of this film? Like, I I could go on and on about Selma Hayek. Um, the fact that she was badass, she was gorgeous, she was hilarious. Well, I would say one more thing. Uh, one more thing that I thought was absolute. Well, one of the main stories or B stories mm-hmm. in this film was about um, somewhere and Samuel Jackson were trying to uh, make a baby, mm-hmm. but uh, they haven't been successful mm-hmm. uh, because Samuel Jackson, unfortunately, has a damaged left nut mm-hmm. uh, because of Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Um, and so baby ain't happening. Mm-hmm. So what did they do at the end? They were suggested throughout the film. Yeah. Like, oh, we might, uh, we, uh, we, we might be able to adopt. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, my and so they did adopt Tony. Who did they adopt? <laughs> so, bear in mind the whole there's a number, there's a C plot where the whole time Ryan Reynolds is trying to get back to his AAA status as a registered um kit man, right? And after all of the, the action and craziness of the film and the success in their endeavors to thwart the plans of the villain. Uh, who is weird, right? The villain is Greek, but has a Spanish accent all the way through, and nobody ever addresses it because I'm guessing they're assuming that's how Greek people sound. Racist. Right. Um, so you know, they beat the beat the villain. He gets approached by uh one of the uh Interpol agents, and you know, gives him a, a job well done. Hands him a piece of paper who, which he doesn't read. And he assumes that this is him getting recertified as a hitman. He immediately signs it in, 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 in excitement. And she takes it off of him. And the guy walks away. He's like, oh, she explained what that's all about. And she just has herself a little prayer. She said like, well, since we couldn't have a kid of our own, we decided to adopt. And they adopted Ryan Reynolds, who is a grown man of like, I'm talking about late 30s, early 40s. And he's just like, he, there's an after credit scene where he's on the boat with his newly adopted parents, which I don't even know if that's legal, but it's funny. And he's there on a yacht with them while they're fucking in the lower decks. And he just decides to walk off the boat. He just throws himself off the boat because somehow a guy that ruined his career that he's hated and given him so much stress to the point of going into is now his daddy is <laughs> now his daddy and his 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 mom is the gorgeous Selma Hyatt. That's gonna that's gonna that's definitely gonna have people going through more therapy. Let me put it that way. Hilarious, absolutely, hilarious, absolutely man. hilarious. But uh, recommend anybody go watch this. So, you know, unfortunately, we did spoil a lot of things. But if you're a person that's spoiler conscious, hopefully you got our first spoiler alert and you skipped over it. Um, but uh, Ken, on that note, let's go on to some of the other good stuff we watched. We also watched Masters of the Universe. Um, revelation. Revelation. You need to talk about the Revelation, the good chapter in the old Bible. You know, that's when we find. It's very important. It's, it's, it's very, very important. important. You know, you've got Genesis, you've got Revelations. Revelations letting you know about the apocalypse. And it's well, interesting because. That, 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 that subtitle actually gives you a bit of indication mm-hmm. about 
you know it's multi it's multifaceted because you have the revelation of what's really going on in eternity and also, and also the apocalypse of eternia yes the revelation as we know is the ending of the bible mm-hmm, right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the end well this is definitely the end for quite a few things mm-hmm. so uh let's discuss tony give us a breakdown about uh well, about He-Man, oh. what is He-Man all about? Like the universe. Let's not talk about the show just yes. yet. So, like, what, would you, what can you tell the people about He-Man? Brief rundown of He-Man. He-Man is a cartoon series originated in the eighties. Uh, like all things in the eighties, cartoon related, it was just designed to sell toys. You know, the toys came first, and somebody had to say, "Hey, uh, we got all of these toys that we made up. Make a story out of it." Okay, cool. Uh, we've got this guy. He's really strong. He's very muscular. And he's got a bob. Uh, what are we going to call him? Um, he's super powered in some way. Uh, he's macho. He's strong. He's He-Man. One of the worst names you could probably give to a character. Now, when, you, when you say that he has the power, yeah. Tony? He has the power. Anyway, that's terrible. I shouldn't have done that. But uh, the basic premise of He-Man is a young boy called Prince Adam lives in this fantasy world that is... Um, semi-futuristic but also uh, mythical lord of the rings-esque all mashed to, together at the same time yeah. it's not earth it's, it's not, not earth. earth it's another world in another dimension but uh what the show alludes to is that it's actually the origins of all life in the universe so prince adam um is a very meek prince not weak but you know he's he's a young guy very tiny uh, not the most athletic. He basically gets, gets chosen to 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 wield the power of Eternia of Grayskull and become He Man and his band of friends, Man of Arms, uh, Mechanek, which I'm I'm really pissed Mechanek wasn't in there. Uh, Cringer, his battle cat, um, Tila, his trusty good friend, uh, badass warrior in our own right. They are together and they make, encompass the masters of the universe, and all while trying to defeat the forces of Skeletor, the uh, the villainous uh, bad guy who takes style tips from um, a you know a very how would I put it? Um, if you was to cross a gay Darth Vader with Conan the Barbarian, that's the best way I could actually describe um, Skeletor. Yeah, um, mad hench. Mad hench is that this is the hench? Is the hench skeleton I've ever seen in my life? Right, and uh, that's basically the premise. It's just basically what you do when you have toys and you want to mash them together. You have the good guys, you have the bad guys, and fight. I was gonna say where it's a typical good guys versus bad guys type story. Yeah. And the the show has been mo- uh, rebooted multiple times. My favorite one is the one that came out back in two thousand and two, Ken, um, where it was He Man's Masters of the Universe. Really good show. I'm planning to go back to watch it. Uh, contrary to popular belief, a lot of people think that this is a sequel to that two thousand and two show, which I could get that because this art style is very similar. It's actually this is actually a direct sequel. It's a sequel to the original to the original eighty yeah. show with all of the camp and all of the you know the silliness that comes with the 80s show and it continues on now bear in mind this is not a he-man show this is the masters of the universe revelation so it focuses on the supporting cast of the he-man universe and whether that's good whether that's bad uh, we'll get into that and we'll get into the possible controversies that's come around through the revelation what i would like to do is talk about the show by itself yes. and then talk about the controversy that has influenced things outside of the show yes. in terms of ratings and everything yes. because that's where I've, uh, I've I've found not a conflict but I've, I've seen um, 
I see a major difference. A schism, so, one might say. Uh, yeah. Yes, definitely a schism. Mm-hmm. Because when we think about it as a show and comparing it to other shows that we've seen, not trying to factor in its history or its lore, um, it's not terrible. It's not a terrible it's show. It's not a terrible However, show. However, the minute you start thinking about like, okay, cool, the legacy of He-Man mm-hmm. and the Masters of the... Uh, of... of uh, uh, um, sorry, the Masters... What's it called? Masters of the Universe uh, Revelation. Masters of the Universe and Grayskull. Mm-hmm. And then you think about like, oh, who's the main hero? Mm-hmm. Or what was it about? And talk about the other show in the early 2000s. Yeah. And how that actually influenced this show. Mm-hmm. And start thinking about franchises as well. Yes. Because a franchise always builds upon what was there previously, right? Yes. Then I would say people have not been particularly for the show. No. But like I said, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the show by itself. Okay, so um, bear in mind, just, just like this you, is going to be yeah. light spoilers because we kind of have to do touch on things to actually explain them. Um, yeah, a lot of things happen in, straight away in yes. the first episode. That uh, yeah, that set up the entire uh, five episode uh, series mm-hmm. or the first part of the season. Yes, which um, yeah, we'll get into a little bit later. Mm-hmm. On. So this show uh, is about uh, Tila. Mm-hmm who is one of the side characters of He-Man on one of the battles. Mm-hmm. Um, spoiler alert. We um, actually, no, let me get onto how the first episode sets itself up. Before, before you get into that, is, Ken, legit yes. for the longest time, I thought Tila and Shiro was the same character. Really? Legit no, for the guys. longest time in years, right? Shira was the girl show, He Man was the boy show. I know, but. And they had a small connection. They had a very small connection, but like when I was young, in terms of the original Shira show, I thought Tila, like I legit did not put the connection that Shira was a completely different person. Well, they, they literally used the same female model yes. for everyone. Yes. And that's why they're so distinct in Shira. Yeah. Shira, all the characters in the Netflix series, that, uh, the reboot, yeah. right? Everyone was almost on purpose made to look different. Right. But if you go back to the original Shiro show, she looked everyone was the same height, same kind of slender look. Even almost every cl- every bit of the clothes fit the exact same. Even way. the so design, I, I having her in the white and gold, she looked almost identical to Tila in white and gold. Or is it yeah. or is it blue black? I don't know. That's a reference for anybody that remembers. Yeah. Um, so the first episode, the way it's set up. Um, it's literally just like Tony was saying, a continuation of um, the of the series, mm-hmm. where you got He Man battling uh, Skeletor. Yes. Everyone is getting their digs in. It, it, it was much. It was a huge throwback. Yes, I feel like this is the first ten minutes they show to fans to hype them up about the entire series. Yes. I don't know if they actually did that, but the first ten fifteen minutes uh, of this show, it was balls to the wall. Mm-hmm. Fan service. Yes. Fan service, fan service, fan service. Yes. And you'd think that the beginning of a show is how you set up the rest of the show, right? Mm-hmm. So oh, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Look at this, all this action. Why is it so campy? Mm-hmm. But then obviously that's me not really watching the show back in the day, but understanding yeah. that's how it was back in the day. Yeah. And then before you know it, things were happening, things were happening. He-Man was being heroic. And then he got put in a dilemma, in a very heroic dilemma. Right. The dilemma was that he was uh, using his sword to uh, stop Skeletor from destroying, uh, well, essentially the thing that was channeling magic through Grayskull yes. to uh, power the universe. Was it like the the and knowledge then, of Grayskull or knowledge of the ancients or something like that? 
the knowledge like the that. knowledge of Eternia that was like powering so you discover early on that Grace Castle Grayskull isn't actually Castle Grayskull. That's all a mirage. No. And it's actually been hiding this fortress that contains the knowledge of Eternia. And within the knowledge of Eternia is every, all of the knowledge that powers Eternia and magic in Eternia because Eternia is mostly magic and without it, it would basically destroy. Skeletor discovers this. His plan is to have all of that for himself and he tricks He-Man into stabbing Kim but not realizing and nobody knew this somehow only skeletal knew this but the sword of power is actually the key to unlock the the sphere of knowledge and what ends up happening is skeletal shatters the sphere uh ends up in an embrace with uh with uh he-man which ends up destroying them both uh cue the, the yeah, well 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 let, let's be specific mm-hmm. it kills he-man He's dead. I, Prince Adam I, I like to use the stray. Do you know why I use the term destroy? This is an interesting thing, Ken. Because of what happens in the last episode. It's not even just that, Ken. This is actually something that's actually uh, ingrained in uh, cartoons. So I don't know if you ever noticed this in a lot of cartoons, especially back in the early days. Have you ever noticed that they never say the word no kill or dead or yeah, death? The, 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 there was a whole policy or a whole rule. Yes. For it, there were. Uh, I remember the famous image. Um, there were like seven things you weren't allowed to do in mm-hmm. cartoons, and that was blood, a certain type of violence, sex, yes. uh, death, yes, and so on and so, so forth. And straight away, this show uh, broke maybe two or three of those with the benefit of being so on Netflix. But it's one of those, one of those ones like old cartoons literally could not say kill or say the character died. They could only say that oh he was destroyed or it said like get rid of him. Oh, dispatch him. They could never actually explicitly indicate that that person had lost their lives. Uh, it was so deep, it even transitioned into the weapons as well. Mm-hmm. Like, they, you weren't allowed to draw weapons that looked like real-world rep- weapons. Yes. So kids wouldn't think, oh, dad's revolver or six-shooter, you know, is the same gun that they use in um, He-Man. Yes. So let me go shoot somebody Yo, like an idiot. But that didn't stop so, me from yeah. getting my mom's butcher's knife and pretending that I was He-Man and pointing that up to the ceiling and saying, I have the power and threatening my brother with yeah, it. Yeah, Tony, that, that's a deeper conversation. <laughs> uh, but do you, know, do you know what's actually a dope reference as well? Is the fact yeah. that like, uh, I don't know if you skipped this, but, um, or completely missed it, but Skeletor actually says, finally, are you going to use that sword for what it was intended for? Now, I think a lot of people think, thought that was a reference to Skeletor knowing that uh, He-Man uh, would actually use the sword to actually unlock it. And he, that's what he means by, finally, you're going to use it for what it's intended for. That's actually also a reference to the fact that if you ever actually watched the old show from back in the 80s, He-Man never actually used his sword on any of the bad guys like he never cut any of them like his sword for the same reasons that we're talking yeah. about with the whole rule book and i got animation and i thought that was a dope reference because he-man's got a sword but most of the time he punched people through them and stuff like and if he did chop something it was usually like a ship or some something robotic or a tree or something and that's why like you know we got this whole subplot with uh i think you could call it a d plot with the uh the mechanical cult um, those mechanical people only existed in He-Man for He-Man to actually cut them down in the old cartoon uh, so it didn't depict violence against human people yeah 
But um, and I found that so, and, and I love that they use the creativity from the original show yeah. to uh, and give reason for it. That's good storytelling, because... you know. You see the limitations of the previous yeah, medium, and you say, "How could we use that in a clever way and apply it now?" And they do that in several moments um, throughout the show. So, you know, some some of them I probably missed, and I have to watch it again to pick up on. Or some of them might not even pay off until the next season, which there's going to be a hey, second they, part. They, they made they made lemonade, they um, make lemonade. and, and a, f- a few people are actually quite capable of doing mm. that. Even with the Hulk changing color, mm. that was a mistake, and now they just went with green. Yeah, and now that's a huge thing now. Yeah, but once again, I digress. Um, but yeah, the show, um, definitely, uh, does that does a lot of yeah. things. Um, from whence we find out that He Man genuinely well dispatches himself or mm-hmm. is destroyed or killed or whatever. Um, the biggest secret in the entire show from the original 80s mm-hmm. uh, is revealed. Yes. And that Prince Adam is actually he Yes. And the people that didn't know, there were only three people that didn't know. Well... No, there were only two people that didn't know. Well, we, we, uh, because we the, say the that. Queen we say that, but that's what, of the context of what the show set up. Like, Well, based on what we've, we, we saw yeah. uh, and uh, based on the surprise in people's yeah. faces, only two people uh, that didn't know uh, and had very, very, very um, visceral reactions to mm-hmm. it was uh, the king and, uh, is it Tila? Tila. Tila didn't know. And Tila, yeah. right. The king, um, and, and before that, I was like, what? Like, just a little side thing. That The king was just like, more or less snubbing off Adam. It's yeah. like, like, almost like, oh man, yeah. you you are a disappointment. You're the prince of, of our kingdom. And look at Tila. Mm. Look at almost. Uh, um, he almost sounded African. He's like, man, look at your mm-hmm. friends jumping, jumping mm-hmm. rank. We're celebrating her exactly. on her ascension to become a, a, a defender of of our. Do you know who? And look at you. Know, you, you know he was eating me- cakes with your cat. You know he was moving like he was moving like uh, African aunties. Like ah, oh your your son is a doctor. Ah, yo, <laughs> oh that's his interesting. My son, oh he works at Sainsbury's. Ah, it's ah oh, it's 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 peak. It's, it's peak. like the. So the dad was proper mean mugging. He was, him. He was mean like, mugging. Literally. So w- when he had the reaction oh, of man. when he, you know, it's like he man's his son and he man is dead. Therefore, his son is dead. It's like, oh my god, I can't believe it. It's like he banishes man at arms, um, out of the kingdom. K- Tila straight up because she feels betrayed. Bear in mind, I'm going to talk about this, right? I well, do, do you know what that told me when the king done that? He loved his son. The the the, the, the king, that the king was projecting. Mm-hmm his own failings or, or, or his own un, undirected his uh, his anger yeah. towards his son or resentment towards his yeah. son towards man at arms yeah. because he was frustrated and he was angry because he wanted to blame someone yeah. the truth it was Prince Adam's choice to keep the secret yes. and man at arms was just following uh, um, a royal decree from the prince I think there's so I think there's the, actually an extra bit to that um, well but that, that, that's what it looks like from the surface, right? So the king seemed to be like, all right, cool, I'm going to banish yeah. you because I'm angry. But it seems like he was more angry at himself, but he just took it out on Man of, uh, man of Arms. Because he, he part off, he recognized He-Man as a hero, yeah. not knowing it was a son. Yeah. Parring off his son as not being a doctor or whatever. And then he just stuck it on Man of Arms. And then that was it. He just seemed irrational when I think you're spot on with that. The one thing that I'll probably add, and this is probably just my head canon, but I think... The revelation of him realizing that He Man was Adam, and obviously before that, before he found out that He Man was dead, you can clearly see that he's proud of He Man, right? And I think in the moment where he realizes that 
He-Man was his son and He-Man is dead. He realizes, oh my God, all this time, all of these years that I was praising He-Man, proud that He-Man represented Eternia, I was also proud of my son. And all of this time, at the same time, just powering off my kid. And in, re in reality, my kid has like been protecting me, protecting this kingdom. I'm so proud, but I can't even tell him that. And he's dead. And yes, you're right. He projected and he projected all of that extra stuff that I'm adding in there. Bear in mind, his head cannon. He doesn't actually said this. He hasn't actually said this. But it's like in that moment of grief, right? It's not just your, 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 your son that's dead, but the son that you treated like crap for the wrong reason, because clearly your son was actually a great hero. The only thing you could do is strike out, and he strikes all of that out on on man at arms. Yeah, sad. Very sad. Sad, sad, sad. Very sad. And then we 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 um after that happened because the mums knew mm. the queen yes. knew. By the way, we don't see the royal family again. No, we don't because they're not important. They no. wasn't important in the original show. They're not. They're not. They might be in the second. Part. Do you know why? I, the second person that. Was do you know why I think the mum knew? Gone? I think that was the maternal like. I know who my son is in terms of like every time she saw him. And I know who my husband is as well. Yeah, it's like, it's almost like, I feel like in that moment it was established, right? Because we don't actually get the sense that she knew because like somebody told her the secret. I think she knew because she could see her son in He-Man anyway, but she wanted to maintain the secret out of respect for him. And maybe that could actually add again, headcanon where the dad's like, probably feels ashamed that he wasn't able to see his son in He-Man. Exactly. It does, does remind me of like um, a couple of uh, main characters mm. from different shows. Yes. But it was always geared towards kids mm -hmm. where the hero always keeps their, 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 their superheroing from their parents yes. or someone that uh, they respect or their, their guardian. For example, Peter Parker from, uh, uh, from his Aunt yes. May, um, which has been portrayed in different versions. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the new one mm -hmm. that was an accident where uh, with the reveal. Yeah, you also see it with uh, this is a throwback, throwback. What I'm going to mention, Alex Mack from Nickelodeon. I love that show. Superpower. Love that show. Uh, she had the ability to. Uh, well, she had quite a few abilities, but it was a running, well, a bit of a gag, but a running story where she purposely didn't tell her parents about yeah. it. But her parents were the most understanding when they eventually found mm -hmm. out about it. You know what I mean? And it was the same thing with He Man. It's like no, no. And I hated the idea of like, oh, I'm doing this to protect my loved ones. Yes. What? It, it doesn't so, make... I'm going to take a sidebar, right? Yeah. I'm taking a sidebar. Can we discuss how stupid that is? Or even if you think that is stupid, but how stupid of a mentality that is. Like, I'm not telling the most important people in my family yeah. uh, 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 who I yeah. am and their reason. Because I, 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 there are a couple of good reasons why not to tell your yeah. family. They're kind of silly, but they're still good mm -hmm. reasons. But of the reason of to protect the people I yeah. love. Tony, what are your thoughts on my, this? My thought is I can dig it, right? And I think I can dig it in the context of being with privilege and being without privilege, right? The reason why I think it makes sense for somebody like Peter Parker to do that is that you always have to think loose lips sink ships, right? You tell your daughter, and bear in mind, this is old Aunt May from the comic books. She's an old lady, right? She's a bit doddering. She could gossip to Mary Jane's uh, uh, mum and say like, oh, I'm, I'm so worried about my, 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 my nephew, Peter, always swinging around a spider. Oh, no, I wasn't supposed to say that. And the next thing you know, there's another possible leak in terms of Spider-Man's shredder. I get it in terms of certain characters where that kind of degree of separation is to the benefit, right? Because we always think about the six degrees of separation, right? 
um mm-hmm. not telling your your uh, your your family is the truth is it's not about protecting your loved ones is that you don't really trust them to keep their mouth shut i think that's what the truth is you are protecting but that, that that's the what i'm debating yeah. tony tony I'm, I'm asking you about that line because yeah. i know there are other reasons like you just yeah. explained but that i'm trying to put it I, to I think it's still it's still it's still right. kind of wrapped it's in about protecting it's about protecting yeah I, I can how does not telling them protect so it's basically like if they what they don't know doesn't hurt them it's silly because obviously it, it can it can go both ways because you know they can still get attacked but it's like if they don't know they can't accidentally let it out and none of the villains can track it down because put it in this context right in some of the comic books when you see spider-man a lot of the villains assume that one he's a grown man two he must be rich because of all the resources to be spider-man they will never assume that is a young child so if too many people know the wrong people know and it let slip out it can expose them in terms of being attacked or used which is a, a, a Something that's used multiple times in the cartoons and the comic books. The reason why I don't think that works with um, Key Man whatsoever is that one, you're the royal family. You lot are getting attacked regardless all the time. That's what was happening in the show. So in terms of the idea of protecting your family is that no, 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 no. Even if you wasn't He Man, you was getting attacked anyway. So you not telling them doesn't protect them. You telling them doesn't protect them. You lot are being attacked. It's a done deal. Like the only person like I could think of where it's like you're so you're so like you need to keep that shit a secret is that if you are like a normal person, right? Because the the benefit is you're so normal, nobody will suspect where to track you down and kill your family. Because the a perfect example where too many people knew who he was is Frank Castle, the Punisher. And guess what? His family got murked. What? If the family didn't know, mm-hmm. then it wouldn't have made a difference. They still would have got met. No, they still would have got met, but it's a different, it's different situations that his identity was public, right? He was a police officer. I think he was a police officer, army man. He was, he was well known. Too many people knew and too many people knew his family. Now, if it was the alternative that he was like a vigilante, it will still benefit you to kind of keep that close to home because you don't want your kids accidentally telling the kid at school. That leads up to somebody else. Next thing you know, like in Spider-Man Homecoming, Liz Allen goes to the same high school as peter parker and that's how the vulture put it one and uh, two and two together and figured out peter parker was spider-man i think it's just like it's never really a good excuse but i get the excuse in terms of like degrees of separation you just don't know where there could be a leak in your system so you keep it to yourself okay okay i i I get that when we come to actually protect Mm -hmm. so to protect my family and loved ones so i don't tell you i keep you secret I always saw that as being translated to, okay, cool. If I, I don't want to tell anyone, I want to make sure no one knows yes. so that people can't use them against yes. me. But then how would they know? It, I think the only reason okay, why I don't know cool. is if... It, the only way it can be done is if someone does... Yeah, if you it. talk a bit too much, you talk a bit cool. too loose. But then the amount of times that we've seen in the comic books or in the mm-hmm. shows or whatever, where they find out by accident... Yes. And what happens? It's usually absolute. No, fine. it's not. I say it's usually. Not. Not I think. All, uh, no, usually, I think in the comic books, every time it's been bad. Fine. Every time it's been bad. No, no, no. Every single. Uh, what I would say, it's you. It's usually bad, not because of the reasons why they didn't tell them. Because, for example, like the people that have died, mm-hmm. they didn't die because they knew Peter Parker was Spider Man. Mm-hmm. They died because they ended up in a shit situation. 
it wasn't like oh someone leaked and then the bad guy knows yeah. that they they know then this yeah. no it's like okay they died because you know unforeseeable circumstances yeah. or they were wrong place at the right, right time or right or wrong place at the wrong time yeah right? so it, they always ended up dying like they've been they portrayed it multiple times in series mm-hmm. and comics where like oh now they know they are now an ally yeah. You know what I mean? They now can actually help, like, with the lie. It's like, oh, don't worry, I got your back, mm-hmm. PR. Or even, like, Maxine in uh, Batman of the Future, Batman Beyond in yes. America, when she figured it out or uh, whatever. Yes. And then, you know, Terry McGuinness's girlfriend mm-hmm. was onto him, like, oh, man, we're going to break up this, 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 this. And Maxine steps in, like, you know what? In their minds, like, I know I can save yeah. him. Oh, he's actually helping me out with this, 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 yeah. this. Whereas if she didn't know, and they kind of laid it in thick, yeah. if she didn't know. Now, Obviously, that was a, a, a an accident, mm-hmm. but more times than not, when people close to the uh, person uh, 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 find out who yeah. he is, it's never portrayed in a in a negative way or a result of them knowing being bad. It's usually external reasons. I can that cause. I can only speak from like the books that I read, but like I'm thinking about the big boys, like Spider Man, Daredevil, all of those guys. Every time their close person finds out. They literally make that, and granted, this is, might be poor writing, but the writer leads it to the fact that they say it to the wrong person, and that's what gets them killed. Like, perfect example, like Daredevil's love interest. Like, I don't know, five of them in, in the history of Daredevil, it's been the same way they find out. They say it to the wrong person, and they sh- then they get kid- uh, that person gets kidnapped because the other, uh, another person finds out that's actually a villain, and they get killed off. Like, as it might not happen a lot in like in terms of like the animated shows yeah. in the comic books it actually happens so much because it's like an easy trope to write but again it's like it it kind of makes sense because loose lips do sink ships like it's one of the reasons why we see it a lot in gangster shows like so many gangster shows where the guy running the cartel doesn't tell his family yeah yeah i mean yeah with reference to to, to this mm. show just like oh I yeah, said, it doesn't like, make any sense. No it doesn't make any sense. Why? Why? Why the? They're they're already in danger. They're already in danger. From what we've seen, from yeah, yeah, for real. Like from what we've seen from a lot of these examples that mm-hmm. we use, Spider Man, Alex Mag, from the comics and everything, mm-hmm. it does seem like a childish, knee jerk reaction. Yeah, you know, from 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 the reasons that they give, not necessarily from uh, uh, what actually transpires. Yeah. Like, like, oh, does it... Like, it's very childish. Yeah. And then it's always shown to be relatively okay. Yeah. But in this show, um, it, it yeah, it, it had no yeah. place here. Now, leading on to the next... Because I don't want to get too much onto this because time is running mm-hmm. a bit. Um, with Tila, her reaction to keep uh, revealing who Prince Adam was uh, as he yeah. man, um, she felt betrayed. Mm-hmm. She more or less, like, didn't care about the new rank she was given. Yeah. She more or less said, oh, dad, you're pathetic for not... Uh, 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 um, standing yeah. up to yourself, or even, um, or or, or, or even supporting me as your family, mm-hmm. or whatever. And she was annoyed at the royal family for uh, uh keep. Yeah, you know I mean, like it, it was a very messy situation. She was very disappointed. I got, I, I got opinions on this. Um, the whole time that that was going on, I thought to myself, like, what the hell is this? Who wrote this? Like when they, because you know what it did? It took a character that they established early on is about her life, about her business. She's a warrior. She's tough. She's strong, and she she just ends it all because a person didn't tell her that he was he man, and she carries that for years, 
for years, bear in mind, still angry, all the way to the point where when they finally, I'm not going to spoil it, but there's a, there's a, there's a recon, recon, reconciliation, I can't pronounce that word, where they reconcile, right? Um, I didn't think it was justified whatsoever because justified. My question is, and it's probably her question as well, out of everyone, why didn't Prince Adam tell her? Well, this is, this is the thing, right? He didn't even give a chance for anybody to speak because if you watch the original show, he didn't tell anybody. People just found out by accident. Man at Arms only found out because he was there. Like in reality, the only people that she knew was the people in the room when he got the powers. That was the witch, Man at Arms, and him. His his mom just guessed because she had an intuition. Other than that, nobody knew. Obviously, the way the uh, the show paints it off of her reactions, like everybody knew besides me. No, only three people knew. And yes, your dad didn't tell you, but he was out of respect of his bloody prince. If his br- prince tells him, "Yo, you best shut the hell up," you're gonna listen to it because you follow the crown. Yo, don't, don't, don't tell my dad about them hoes. <laughs> you follow you follow the crown. Yes, yes, sire. <laughs> if you're if you're a loyal subject of the crown, you follow the crown. The alternative is you don't follow the crown, which you've done, right? I just thought to myself, you've taken this badass character that's tough, that's willing to take the knocks of life, of this bloody war that's been fought for ages, right? Because Skeletor's been doing this thing for ages, right? Literally destroying Eternia. You get pissy because you didn't find out one secret. Yes. Your, your friend died and you're mourning the way you mourn but the fact that in terms of how the show goes she held on it uh, held on to it for so many years it it took a character like evil in and I, we haven't even talked about Evelyn, but i think evil is one of the best characters in the show uh because it gives so much context yeah. to uh, we yet to see I, for me anyway especially how they left it we, we yet for, to see. for me anyway for me. Uh, i felt like she had the most character development and the most growth where it actually even made where it actually made sense right yeah. in terms of who she was she fell in love with the wrong person and she followed him right um but she literally had to turn around and say like get over yourself he lied to you he's he's dead he's he's he he died he lied to you sure how many times has he saved you how many times has he saved Eternia? and you're you're hung up about the fact that he lied to you and you're hung up for for years but and yet you're still on this mission to try to. What are you really doing here? Because you established that you're a strong woman, but this thing you know has at, reduced at, you at to a pissy of, child. Come on. At, at the risk of us fighting, Tony, mm. what character does this remind you of? <laughs> hit me with it. Hit me with it. I can't think right now because I'm in a rage. Because I thought if 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 Amber from Invisible. oh my god, let's that that one's that. Let's not get into it. That, let's, not, that, let's not get into it, Tony. Uh, we're not going to get into it, you know. but I will say this. That one's slightly different because the context is she's a teenage girl, right? So that comes with teenage ants. I don't necessarily yeah. think... But she got over it much quicker, She did though, get over it in comparison. much quicker. That's why I felt like it was even more... And I guess, you know, it's the purpose of the plot. That's her, that, that is a defining feature. Problem is, I think it made her a weaker character. She got so much better where she actually, when she actually did overcome it and was better for it. To actually establish that she's held on to this for so long, it made her this kind of like care, care, careless mercenary that just took any job because you don't trust anybody because everybody lies to you. It's like, well, it, it made her make bad decisions. It really as well did. Because, uh, well, one of the bad, one of the worst decisions, because someone was explaining to her, we need to go on this mission to save not this town, yeah. not this world, the bloody yes. universe. 
and she was still in yes. the ump. She still had the hump. Like, she still was in the ump. I was like, no. what? Didn't you just hear what she yeah. just said? Yo, the world, everything that you care about, your dad, this little imp, your little, you know, black gay friend that isn't really a gay friend, like, you know, is about to get destroyed dude, and eliminated. Don't, don't, the, 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 you and, know what, what really pissed me off? Like, sorry to cut you off, right? But in that situation, yeah. because you you brought up the imp, right? Who is, um, who's a, who's, who's a, tr- uh, from Trollor, the um, Orko, right? Orko is a yeah. far better, more interesting character because you get the background of Orko, right? Spoiler alert. You find out about Orko's background that he's from a, a group or a, a species of people on the planet called uh, Trollors or troll, troll people, whatever, where n- magic comes naturally to them. Everybody is adept at magic. And his real name is not Orko, it's Oracle, but because when he was a child, he was slightly uh, not really intelligent. He was a child. Yeah. He was a child. So he, when his parents named him Orko, he could have pronounced it. So uh, Oracle, he pronounced it Orko. And they had all of these aspirations that he was going to become this great and powerful wizard. But he's actually terrible at magic. And he's like dealing with the fact that he's stuck with his name. His parents are ashamed of him. Uh, but he eventually does get the a job as the, 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 uh, the palace's wizard, right? Even though they treat him as a jester. And even when you meet him, he's practically dying because he's connected to the magic of Eternia and is killing him. And yet he is able to get over himself, fight the good fight, sacrifice himself. And you look at Tila. Oh, somebody lied to me. Woe is me. And you're like, and this is... We're fighting fighting for the universe. You're fighting for the... (laughs) But this is what I call bad (laughs) writing because... The thing that doesn't connect with me in that situation is that you're pissed off with your best friend who lied to you, sure, for years. And you probably feel like you've made your shape. But usually most people get over that level of grief. Again, that's what the writers have chosen for you. But you are far quicker to join forces with evil in. Somebody that's been trying to kill you for years because you understand the greater good. But you don't understand the greater good when it came to your friend keeping a, a secret away from you. Bear in mind, only f- only two people knew. One person actually guessed, and you think like everybody knew besides you. Do you know what I felt in that moment? I felt that the writers did the disservice to make her the irrational woman. And I thought to myself, that is not justified. That was the one moment that I thought to myself, when it comes to this controversy, and we'll get into the controversy, like people are worried, are complaining about the wrong thing. What they should be complaining about is the disservice that they've done for somebody, a, a character that could have been good, but they just reduced her to the the pissy, whiny female character. Do, do, do you know what? I, I feel like they missed out a scene mm-hmm. to kind of uh, rationalize, or not even rationalize, but explain why she felt the way that yeah. she felt. Because the whole idea that um, the person that has been, that lied to you died. Yes. And I think that's yes. what it is. So they didn't have an opportunity to explain why they didn't yeah. lie. And they did kind of, and the way that they presented it later on in the series, I thought was was like poorly conceived. It was almost like they, they kind of wafted it over and really didn't do mm-hmm. it. But imagine you found out someone lied yeah. to you and you can't punch him in the face, you can't tear him down, you can't tell him, what the hell? Like there's something, I thought we was close, I thought it was boys, I thought we were closer than that. And then the instant that you find out is the instant that they yeah. die. That's a lot. That's a lot. Like they do, they do and touch on it, scene but they actually, move on for it so no, no, quickly. That's, 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 that's what yeah. I'm getting to. That's what, that's what I say they touch on it late, in the later run of the series. But like, like, from, from the lead up, everything up until the lead up to that point, 
they didn't provide anything no. like that, which is a shame. It's a missed opportunity. No. But then when we did get those scenes when, you know, well, spoiler alert, if you, if you actually are going to watch this show, when we actually do come across uh, Prince Adam, he come, well, he doesn't come back, but they go to quote unquote heaven, yeah. right? And then she has the opportunity to conversate with him. And given the opportunity, like you now have a second chance, that feeling that you had in that first episode yeah. of betrayal and everything and that anguish, the anguish that you had because the person that you cared about is now longer, no longer yeah. with it, that betrayed you. You now get the opportunity to call them out on their yeah. BS. And what does she do with that straight away? What does she do, Tony? What? She more or less just, 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 she's still angry. Yeah. She doesn't ask the question. No. She doesn't. She doesn't ask like, the question, and she way. doesn't even let Adam actually get words sideways to actually explain. There we, there we go. And poor writing. It's, it's, it's poor writing. End. It's poor, poor writing. And you know what? You got a good voice actress in Sarah Michelle Gellar. Like we haven't talked about the cast, but the yeah. cast is like really, really good, really multifaceted. And you got her like just talking like a whiny brat. And bear in mind, she's a the character's a grown veteran warrior that's dealt with life and death situations literally dealing with it now literally dealing with the end of the universe yet she's hung up because a friend lied to her and died i just thought to myself it's a shame that was sat- you know that was some saturday morning time like your show is on netflix yeah. this is the opportunity to be more mature that's what they've been doing with a lot of these shows like Ca- castlevania right but you you was exactly. doing some saturday morning cartoon shit it's it's a shame. But you know, what? I don't wanna I don't wanna keep uh, beating this Dead horse. beating this down. There's actually a lot of good things that happen in the yes. show. Uh, the, the one of the main things is animation is on one thousand. I think if it, it, oh my lord, it is beautiful. The action scenes were excellent, yes. absolutely excellent. So, mate, props to like I feel sorry for those people. Like I always feel sorry for the people that are involved in the production and not the yes. story, because the story defines what happens in the yes. show but then the people that make the thing out of the action happen i always cry for because a film or a tv show is defined by its yes. story doesn't matter what legendary choreographer or legendary stuntman or what legendary graphic designer you got onto it if the story is dead the series is dead yeah. so i cry for the animators that that because i've been animating that in between that all the action scenes because on the different sites they have yeah like the the ratings uh, uh do not reflect the hard work that some of these people put in so i would say definitely the animation and the production of this bard story has been absolutely excellent i would even argue that the animation is better than some of the other animated stuff that we've well in certain aspects better than some of the animated stuff that we've seen from other netflix yeah. shows uh it's better than trese for sure animation wise yeah yeah um, I'm trying to think if it's... I think Castlevania is a tough one because Castlevania has had quite a few seasons to refine yeah. it. But it's been quite strong from season mm-hmm. one anyway. But the animation on this, on, on uh, Masters of the Universe has well, been... Well, it's, it's, it's the same studio. Excellent. Like, um, So it's Powerhouse. Yeah. They actually did work on yeah. Castlevania. They also worked on uh, Blood of Zeus. Um, they're, they're, they're absolute talented, uh, um, talented studio. Um, mind-blowing absolutely mind-blowing so uh what i want to get into now just uh, just to wrap up the show uh we're going to talk about the controversy ken from your point of view what have you heard in terms of the controversies um well just before i get onto that um i know we talked a lot about uh everyone that's listening i know we talked a lot about like some of the issues we've had with the mm-hmm. story it's it's a 
it's a meh, it's an okay show. Uh, like uh, taking it for for from what mm. it is, it's an okay show, right? Uh, and, and I don't think it goes any more than that. There's some some elements that I thought would actually improve it, but it didn't happen. I would, so I I'm would go s- as I would show. go slightly higher because the end did bring it round for me. It started off as okay. okay. It it graduated to a good show for me. For where it ended, okay. it graduated to at least good. I'm curious about part two, where it's going to go, especially with that that kind of nuts ending they had to part one. So far, it's a good oh, show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think like this this show was designed to be. I don't know. It felt like it was a. It was meant to be a film. Mm-hmm. Like because I try to count out the uh, the amount of minutes it, it does. It goes to about two hours and uh, just under two hours mm-hmm. and a half overall. Not not majorly important. So yeah, it, it's um the controversy that we've heard. It's surrounding around one particular person. Mm-hmm. The person is Kevin yes. Smith. Uh, Kevin Smith has been hyping this show for a long time, ever since it was first announced yes. that they were doing yes. this, right? Um, and he's been hyping about uh, uh, He Man as a character, um, being uh getting his own show back. You know him like more or less telling all the people that watched it in the 80s um that it's happening again like we're, we're gonna revive the show and then all what it seems to have happened is what he promised isn't what was uh presented and what was actually presented was very indicative of some of this new age type of tv shows or new age kind of netflix type shows that seem to want to tick a certain amount of boxes and people were absolutely livid about mm-hmm. this <laughs> um like us well I think Tony is definitely someone that watched it more than mm. I do, uh, the original He-Man. Yeah. I'm only talking about the 2000 yeah. reboot. But um, because I was a bit far removed from it, um, I wasn't so far removed that I didn't understand, I didn't get why people were upset because it's happened to different franchises yeah. that I've actually cared yeah. about. It's happened to Thundercats. It's happened to Star Wars on a major scale. Um, it's happened to quite a few shows that happened back in the day that have actually come up. There's only a few shows that have been done respectfully. Mm-hmm. Um, the reboot of He-Man in the early 2000s was yeah. good. Uh, the She-Ra uh, series on Netflix, I don't know about you, Tony. I really enjoyed it. Um, it, it was quite respectful, mm-hmm. in my opinion, and actually added more to it. However, this Kevin Smith, Masters of the Universe revelation, unfortunately took the main character and benched him. See, oh, I, I want to I I get to that point, right? Because I think the controversy yeah. is multifaceted. I think, one, it's the misconception and the 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 misuse of people's expectations of the show and also the misuse of kevin smith's kevin smith's marketing of the show and netflix marketing of the show so bear in mind we said this off of the bat right this show is called masters of the universe not he-man and masters of the universe is which is the original name of the original show is masters of the universe now where the marketing failed and where people's expectation failed is that nobody was there to say hey this is focusing on the masters of the universe this is focusing on the world of eternia and the supporting cast we will have he-man in it but be aware that this is a grander story being told around he-man they failed to do that in all of the marketing and i noticed in all of the talk that's uh uh that 
uh, Kevin Smith has done, he has actually failed to kind of articulate that, barring one appearance at San Diego Comic-Con. Let me actually read a uh, a statement made by Kevin Smith recently in response to COVID controversy. I will skip over some of the spoilerific stuff, but it says like, I see people go online. Hey man, they're getting rid of He-Man, uh, he told Variety. Like you really effing think that Mattel Television, who hired me and paid me money, want to do an effing Masters of the Universe show without He-Man. Now, bear in mind, you do have He-Man in the show. He's used very sparingly. But again, it's a failure of your marketing. He goes on to say, grow the F up, man. Like, that blew my mind. A bunch of people being like, oh, I smell it. This is a bait and switch. Now, because of your marketing, it does feel like a bait and switch, even though it wasn't until late in the game that people who are in the know, because we are nerds, we do follow this stuff, we follow the articles, we follow the stuff that comes out at San Diego Comic-Con, are kind of aware when there's a made a mention that this is going to be focused more on the Masters of the Universe. But the casual uh, TV watcher, the person that was a fan back in the day when they're a kid, they're not following all of these articles. They just see an ad for the show where you heavily show uh he-man and thinking oh he-man's back i remember that from when i was a kid i can't wait they're not really paying attention to the fact that it's not called he-man and the masters of the universe for the most part people are still saying oh you're getting ready to watch that new he-man show he-man 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 you have done nothing to dispel that he goes on later to say that uh i'm not going to say that first part because the spoiler if you want to light the whole world on fire in terms of destroying a fandom you take he-man out and be like that's it he's gone bye now that we've done it is that i'm sorry let me re, re, re say that again now what they've done is that they found really interesting ways to turn the dynamics of the show on its head and raise the stakes to the point that the whole um that the original never saw i would say keep keep watching with the biggest wink and the audio, uh, the audio only interview uh, can give it. In the world that fills with magic and supernatural powers, anything is possible. So this is basically saying like chill people, like you've only seen one part of the show. Like we're telling a longer story. Just because you're not getting your thing every single episode doesn't mean it doesn't exist, doesn't mean it's not going to be there. We've chosen to tell you a very specific story. Come with us on that journey because there will be a payoff. And again, it's multifaceted. Failure of marketing, failure of people's expectation, and also a failure yeah. of the format of Netflix. The fact that they chose to, one, it's only five episodes. Like, that's one of the shortest we've had for any of these shows the only thing i could think of shorter is the first season of castlevania but that's only because first season of castlevania was actually originally a movie that they chopped up into four mm. episodes this being five episodes then being part one of part two you shouldn't have done that you shouldn't have given you should have given the whole whack because you've put in a position where we're out of context so the only context the only thing we have to judge kevin smith you're out there in public your show is out there in public it will be judged it will be scrutinized now bear in mind i don't get the scrutinization when it comes to a sexism issue i do not agree with that everybody out there that's talking like no. oh this is just the feminist agenda all over again he's pandering it's like this is not that watch the show it's got nothing to do with that Tila is an interest well potentially could have been an interesting character within its own right i think he fell there a little bit with some of the writing i mean 
the, the whole revelation about the biggest fear, I couldn't help but pause yes. and laugh because that, that, that was one part that I was like, okay, okay, okay. That's a bit yeah. odd. <laughs> so your big, her, her biggest fear was the exact same yeah. as Captain Marvel. And do, do you know, <laughs> I thought that was quite. Do you quite know what's the worst thing about that as well is like that whole scene with the biggest yeah. fear and she activates the power. It's the worst telegraph into a big revelation, and you know what that revelation is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to spoil it or do you want to keep it for when we discuss part two? When we we'll save it, two. but it's like I thought to myself, oh, that's just that's just bad writing. Like this is this is not even yeah, a good yeah. way to reveal that because we we kind of you've telegraphed it so much that. But anyway, let's not end on a bummer. Overall, we I really enjoyed the show. I thought it was good. Ken thought it was okay. We still got part two. That could all turn around. That could we could literally watch part two and say, "Oh wow, we've given so much context, and it does justify what happened in uh, season one." I think with the controversy, it's really a non-controversy. I think this is a bunch of people that are so precious with their nostalgia that this was going to be inevitable anyway. Anyway, it doesn't matter how. They explained it, what trailer that they dropped of this. Uh, even if they, it, you know what, the, be- the best thing that they could have called this, they literally should have called it The Adventures of Tila or Masters of the Universe, The Adventures of Tila or something like that. Or Book Tila, Book One Tila. Whatever it could have done. Sure. But like, I think that still would have failed people's expectations of the show. Uh, yeah, I agree. Because um, this, this is not the first time mm-hmm. this has happened in, in uh, different shows where it's like the trailers or everything around it doesn't quite tell you exactly what's going to be in it and people have revolted yeah. to it um which is a shame and it's just poor like you said it's poor mm-hmm. marketing because i i i'm i'm gonna be um i'm quite sure the lack of context is so dangerous mm-hmm. when you have a fan yes. base because I guarantee in five years time when we have book the third part of the season or whatever um, I can imagine it being like, oh, everyone was just going nuts for no yes. reason. Calm down. The second part actually explained yes. everything. But because this is all we have, people are losing their minds because it feels like the thing that they fell in love with is not being represented in the yes. show. But the way, like all Kevin Smith should be saying and what he should have been saying, don't worry, it's a longer story. Mm-hmm. Wait for yes. part two. Wait for part two. Wait for part two. Oh, you think that there's some feminine agenda about overpowering bringing gays and women into the wait for part do you, two? Do you know what's the That's crazy thing is? To say. I don't even care about whether if there was a feminist agenda. If the writing I, I is good, the writing good is good. I don't care if it's is if, if yeah. it's pandering to to think. Uh, one of my favorite books is Miss Marvel, and it's not because Miss Marvel is a young girl. Like, I it could have been a young boy. It could have been a young um trans character the the story is just good the character is good the characters around her are good it's, it's leading me down a journey of exploration of the character's development and i appreciate it this has failed in that because i don't appreciate what you're writing for tila it's not ringing true to what you've established even within the beginning of the show of somebody that's actually quite strong and secure then immediately in the fir- uh, in the, f- the second half of that first episode show that's completely insecure because somebody lied to her but let's leave it there ken well i i i, I know we, we've run mm. over um it's going to be the last point um on on this and it's really just talking about um how different franchises or different shows or films that have a huge legacy, a huge fan base, how to do a sequel series 
or sequel film or anything to build upon the actual established yeah. universe. There is one thing that I've noticed that has worked um, relatively from okay to absolutely amazing when they do a sequel se- mm-hmm. uh, series. I'm not talking about a um, uh, a reboot. I'm not talking about like a, a pre a prequel or whatever. It's purely tell a different yeah. story. Simple. Disconnect what came before from what is actually currently happening now. It's worked with Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah. Korra. It's worked with um. It's worked with Superman mm-hmm. and Lois. You know what I mean? Like it, it's worked with uh, Mandalorian. Yeah. It's worked with uh, Monsters at yeah. Work on Disney Plus. In my opinion, it's worked with Bad Batch. It's worked with uh, Loki. It's worked with all these other shows that are coming up for Marvel. Like the minute you separate uh, people's, because people have yeah. expectations, and it's all, and it's getting higher with every yeah. second. Every single year, you don't release a film that people genuinely yeah. love. The higher expectations. Do you know what? That's right? that's an interesting point, and I would both agree with you and disagree with you at the same time. I think I agree with you in the sense that by telling a different story, it gives you freedom to do something different, and it, it resets expectations. So you do have that yeah. uh, thingy, uh, that that room to breathe. Where I disagree with you is that a perfect example of where you've told the same story, but you've told it with such skill and such talent in your writing where it doesn't really matter is Castlevania. Castlevania's got years upon years of games where the law is pretty clear. But Mark Wade, who is the writer for the show, uh, obviously a talented comic book writer in his own right and novelist in his own right, has literally taken that story, expanded it, given it texture, with it still play- telling the same story. It's exactly the same story as, um, I think it's called, uh, I think it is mostly based on uh, Castlevania 3, where, uh, where the show takes place. And it's still successful with yeah. it. So that's where I agree with you and disagree with because I think well, there's... I, I, I would say it's a bit different when it goes from games to shows mm-hmm. or films. Uh, and mainly because, because I agree with you, like something that's pre-established uh, and the continuation. Yes. Because with all the other examples that I gave, we had visual actual yes. stories or seasons or, or films yes. for it. So people have the expectation about what they expect to see in that film or in that yeah. series. Um, with a game, you're moving from one medium to another yeah. medium. So you're going from a game to a, to a show because it happened with mm-hmm. The Witcher, which was well-written, well-choreographed. And in my opinion, it's, it's amazing mm-hmm. as well. So, uh, like when people say like, oh, you can't do game films, it's cursed. I'm like, well, then don't do a... Like games are not designed to be mm-hmm. films, in my opinion. They're designed to be mm-hmm. series because if you was to actually strip away all the gameplay, like a lot of games are like, what, four hour, four hours mm-hmm. long which is like, that's not a film, that's that, that's yeah. a series. So I, I think it's a bit different with games because you, you don't have pre-existing uh, um, actual show or film or movie, live action, animated version yeah. of that. You just have the games. So it's a bit more easier to play around with it and adapt it a bit more, I think. But you're still right. It is something that was there previously yeah. that they've taken and been very careful yeah. with it. It's just so much harder when something is already there yeah. before. Like they they ain't making a sequel to like Avatar: The Last yes. Airbender. The expectation is too yes. bloody high. It's too yeah. high. It's too high. But they've done that consistently with yeah. Star Wars, and people. It's always been polar, uh, polarizing. Mm-hmm. Tell me the last thing that came from st- the Star Wars camp that wasn't po- polarizing that everyone absolutely praised, and that was the Mandalorian. I would also say Rebels. Mm. I think Rebels. 
and rebels, rebels is like yeah. uni- like because there's so much i would say this right rebels is one of the few animated shows where they've taken so much of that and put that into mandalorian which is crazy yeah so yeah. um but do you know what ken i think that is our show uh we have talked a lot and we appreciate all of you that stuck around to the end uh i know it's rough sometimes but you know if you have the opportunity just stick it on while you're doing your day-to-day chores we don't mind just we we like being your background noise you know we're, we're not we're not arrogant like that you know maybe one day we can be your your favorite form of media but till then we appreciate you we love you we thank you for being with us you know do the usual thing like subscribe follow you know evangelize us to your friends you can find us on our social media i am royal.majesty ken is on i am mr ken you can find us on the on deck.podcast on instagram and put uh, and on um, twitter uh but yeah thank you for joining us week uh, this week i hope you enjoyed it and peace adios people